Erevin Daf Kufal. We're starting at the top of the Amid at the Mishnah. Hadelashem Muksa Vechadokim Shem Bepiatzu Machtzolis Ein Noelim Ben Elim Kain Gvayim Naritz. Our Mishnah will be discussing the Issa Abinion or potentially a Drabonim Dika Issa Abinion, but we'll see that in a moment in Rashi. And this Mishnah starts off as follows: If there's a door in a backyard, which the backyard is in Tashbish and Tade, you generally don't use a backyard for your daily uses. The Chutz in the front yard was the place where they used to use it constantly, so the door wasn't made as a standard sturdy and permanent fix door, but was more like a board that was stuffed into the doorway and either completely unattached to the wall and when you remove the door, you would lay it on the ground or it was attached to the lintel of the doorway but it would drag on the floor when the door was open. And the Mishnah gives two other examples which are similar. You had a door made out of bundles of thorns which was put into a breach. Again, it's not really a doorway. Or you have a bunch of mats that were placed in a breach in order to close it up. And the Mishnah says in all three cases you not let it close this door because if you do so then you'll be over on the Issa Abayna. Now the only way you're allowed to close it up the mission says unless it's Gavayim and Arts what does it mean? That the door hangs in the air when it's not closed. So let's see Rashi a Noilimba Bishabas you not allowed to close it on Shabbos of Abinion because that is actually an Issa Abinion. And even if it would be hung on the lintel but it's dragging on the floor and therefore it's not considered Kavua Therefore, it's Mechsi Kibayna. So it's not an Issa of Bayna directly, but it looks like Bayna. So Rashi seems to be saying two different dinam. If it's completely detached, then it's actual Bayna. And if it's attached, but it's dragging on the floor, then it's Mechsi Kibayna and it's Issa Drabanon. And the Gemara starts with a question from Minu. How does the Mishnah say that the only way you let a closed door, if it's Gavayim and Arts, if it's actually hanging in the air when it's not closed, but we have a Bryce that says, Delos Hanagrais, if you have a door that's dragging, or you have master dragging or kankan hanigra, some sort of a plow handle that was used as a doorway. In any case, the point is that it's still dragging. If it's tied to the lintel and it's hanging, you're allowed to close up that doorway in Shabbos. And of course, the din would be that you could close it up even on Yantiv. Now, it's mashma that even if it's nigra, all you need is for it to be attached, but there's no requirement for it to be gavayim in arts. So the Gemara says, Amabaya, Bishyeshlam Tsir. We're talking about in this Bryce or case where there's a hinge or a pivot on the door, and therefore, since it looks like a door, even though it's not actually hanging, it's dragging on the ground, it would still be good enough to be considered a doorway, and there would be no Issa Abayna. Rav even if there's no hinge or pivot right now, but there was a tear at one point, that's good enough. And as Rashi says, it's that this is actually a door. And it's actually tied to the doorway, and it's also hanging a bit, even though it's dragging on the floor as well. And therefore, it doesn't look like Baina because we could see specifically that it's a door because it has a pivot. And Rav said, And even though right now there is no pivot on it, there is no hinge, it's still a hecka because you could see that at one point it was a door, and therefore people do not look at this as Baina, and it's not Mexican Baina, and therefore there's no Easter Abana either. And the Gemara asks Shiloh, May's fade. If you had a door, again, that was dragging, or the mat that was dragging, or this plow handle that was dragging on the floor, Bizman, and we're going to learn a gear selector, we show him, says, that they have some sort of a pivot on this door, or on this machzalus, or on the kankan, and it's also suspended from the ground, and not dragging on the ground, even if it's just a drop off the ground, like a thread, you could use it as a doorway, and you could close the door, 
But if not, you can't go and lock the door because there will be a problem with Baina. But the Gemara's question is that we just said that it's talking about Bizman as we just put in the gear, sir. And therefore, if it has a tear, why does it have to be off the ground? We just said that's not Mexican Baina since you could see that it is a doorway. It's like Rash said, Mucham Milsa, the Delsky And therefore, why should it be a problem? And why can't you close it if it's not hanging and suspended off the ground? So Abai Mataras Tamei, Rav Mataras Tamei. Abai will be Mataras according to his far, and Rav according to his far. Abai Mataras Tamei, Don't learn the Bryce that says it has its here and it was Gerayimanards. It means either or. Either it had its here, and therefore, even if it's dragging on the floor, that's good enough. As we explained, it's not Mexican Baina. And even if it doesn't have a pivot, as long as it's not dragging on the floor, that would be good enough. And Rav Mataras Tamei, not that it had its here, but at one point it had a pivot and that's good enough not it was also but either or either it had a tear at one point or it is actually at nap this point and it doesn't have a tear it would still be good enough and there will be no problem with Mexican and the Gemara continues with the Brice if you had branches from thorn bushes or bundles of wood that were misuken in order to close up a pizza a breach in a chata in a time that the kosher that tied and they're completely suspended off the ground, then you can use them as doorways on Shabbos. And as Yantav, of course, you could use them. And of course, if it would not be taller, if it would not be completely suspended, you would not be able to use it because it would be Mexican by now. Tanur Abhir Abhir learned to the Braiso, Delos Almana Hanigreris, a Nailamba. If there's a Delos, which is an Almana, a widowed doorway, we'll understand that in a moment, but it's dragging on the ground, you can't go and close it up because, of course, there's a problem of Baina. Rashi says, Delos Almana, it's called a widow door because it is missing the characteristics of a regular standard door. Now, Tyson points out, and we'll explain this Gemara in a moment, but Tyson points out, Pirish read the second Tyson, the Ayur Kashesh Lansir, that this Dallas Almana had a pivot on it, and still we said, since it drags on the floor, it would still be a problem of Baina, even though before we said that when there's a Dallas that has its here, there's no problem, but over here, because of its problem and its status, that's not a standard door, therefore we say the pivot doesn't help, and there would still be an issue of Baina if it's dragging on the floor. As Tyson continues, the Ain Lansir, if there would be no pivot, my ear Del Salmana. What's the difference that is a Del Salmana? I feel Del Nami. Any doorway that's dragging on the ground, the din would be that it's considered Mexican Baina, and therefore it would be also. So the point of saying Del Salmana is because it's a Del Salmana, and it had its hair, it still is also if it's Negras. The Gemara says, hey, Ridami Del Salmana. What is a doorway that doesn't have the characteristics of a doorway? Ikadami, some say the Chad Shifa has one board and doorways in those times were made with two boards that were put together. Since this only had one door, it's not merce like a door, and therefore it's going to be also if it's dragging on the ground because it's merce kibayna, as Rashi points out. And the second shot is the ikadami, the less lay gishma, that this doorway was not attached with a crossbeam. And again, that wasn't the derech to make a door. Since it doesn't like, look like a door, therefore there's a problem that's merce kibayna. Um, Rabbi Rabbi says, and Rabbi will continue to discuss the dina Rabbeinu, which is relevant to the Issa, to make an which is Asan Yantiv Midra Banan. And just to understand, an Oil Arai is any type of a fixture. It doesn't have to be an actual house. We have walls and then a roof on top. An Oil Arai could be any area where you have sides and then there's something on top of it which covers it up and there's a gap in between, which therefore the roof that's on top of it forms an oil on top of this space. And the point of Rabbi Huda will be that even though generally there's an Issa to make an Oil 
on Shabbos or on Yontiv. However, if the case is that you're doing it in a way that's not the derech, that would be mutter, like Rashi says, the ain't that bin oilim. This is not the standard of the derech to build an oil. If you have a bonfire and the bonfire was logs that were placed as a frame on the sides, and then the center was empty, and then they formed the roof of logs on top, which is therefore an oil. In that case, if you build it from the bottom to the top, that's standard. Therefore, it would be asa. But if you built it by going from top down, which is shloikiderech, it would be muta. How would you do that? You would have one person holding a bunch of logs on top, and then someone else would slip in logs on the bottom. And Rabbi Yudu points out four other dinim that are similar: the chen beisa, the chen kidra, the chen puri, the chen chavita. The same is when you have an egg and you want to put it on top of a grill, and the egg would form an oil on top of the cavity formed by the grates of the grill. So you can't do it from bottom to top. You have to hold the egg and then have someone push under that the grill itself or the grate itself. The same thing by a pot. If you want to place a pot on top of fire and the way they used to put the pot is by leaning against two barrels, one on the right and one on the left, and therefore the pot is now over an empty space and over a cavity, the same thing would apply. And the same thing by a bed. The way they used to form a bed was by creating a frame with four bedposts around the bed and then taking a leather mattress-like item which they stretched across that area. And therefore, if you want to do it on the shops, you have to actually hold up the leather first and then someone else could go and place the bedpost to hold up the leather mattress. Now, that would work because even though you're also creating ALRA, but like Rashi explained, that's not the derech and therefore it would be mutter to do that because there's only Isidra Baran. And the same thing would be if you have a barrel that you want to place on top of two other barrels. The two other barrels, of course, are to the right and left and this would go in the center and therefore form some sort of a covering on top of a cavity. Again, you have the same Isidra Baran of making ALRA on Yontiv or Shabbos and that would be also unless you did it in a way that was not Kedarach. Now, our Mishnah mentioned Chadokim, which were doors made out of bundles of thorns. So we're talking about thorns. So the Gemara continues and talks about thorns. This min told Rabbi Shubh Chananya, Chadka, you thorny one, because it says by Klai Yisrael, that the best of Klai Yisrael are like thorns, and that's a Pasuk of Micha, are Malay. So Rabbi Yeshua Ben Chananya responded to the min, Shatya, you fool, Shafil, save the crowd. Go to the next few words in the Pasuk, and you'll see the answer to your Kasha. That the ones that are straight in Klai Yisrael also protect us like a sukkah protects people. It must be that it's going and telling us something good. So what does it mean that the best of Klai Yisrael are like thorns? Just like these thorns, they protect a breach in an orchard and it protects it from getting ruined. Also the best of us, Klai Yisrael Tzadikim, also protect to us. That the Klai Yisrael is compared to thorns that they push down and they crush the Rishayim Lugahenim into Gehenim. Shinema also says in Pasuk Micha, Kumi Vadosh, Batsin Kikarnech Asim Bazel, Upatsisayach Asim Nechusha, Vadikas Amen Rabim. And therefore, from the last words of the Pasuk, we'll explain the Pasuk, but we'll see that that's what it's referring to. It says, Get up and thresh daughters of Tzim because your horn, I will make it iron, and your hoof, I will make brass, and you'll crush many people. So you see that Klai Yisrael will crush the Goyim and the people who are Rishayim. And we continue with the Mishnah. Now we'll remember this Mishnah because we spoke about it earlier in the parak, where we said that a person could stand in Rishis Yachid or Rishis Ram and lean over into another Makkah, which is either the Rishis Yachid or Rishis Ram, and therefore generally I can't carry from that spot to the other spot. You'd be having an Issa Derais of carrying from Rishis Yachid to Rishis Ram or vice versa. And we said you're allowed to do that, but we're not worried that someone will actually carry something from one area to another on Shabbos and be even Issa Derais. And here, this is the Ramayah that we mentioned over there that argues on that Mishnah, and we say, Lo Yamin on the a person cannot stand in Rishis Yachid, the Yiftach Rishis Ram, and open up a doorway in 
Rishis Ram by taking a key that was in Rishis Ram and using it in Rishis Ram itself and not worried that maybe you'll carry that key and take it into Rishis Yachid. And the same thing, Rishis Ram, you'll let us stand in Rishis Ram, and take a key that's in Rishis Yachid and open up a doorway in Rishis Yachid. And Elam Kane, Asim Mechitza, Gavayah, unless you made a Mechitza that's 10 Tvachim high in Rishis Ram where you're standing in the second case of the Mishnah and therefore you'd be standing in Rishis Yachid and opening a doorway in Rishis Yachid, and as Rashi says in both cases, maybe you'll take the key which was in the other Rishus prior to Shabbos and bring it into your Rishus, and therefore you'll be over by being mighty Rishus or Rishus, you're taking from Rishus Ram to Rishus Yachid, or the Mafteach from Rishus Yachid into the Rishus Ram, and of course, that would be an Isidaraisa. And of course, as we know, and they hold, we don't make such a Xera, and therefore there's no problem standing in Rishus Ram and going and opening a doorway in Rishus Yachid with a key, or the opposite way, because we don't make a Xera, that maybe you'll go and carry it from one Rishus to the other. So Amalek Chacham said back to Ramea, there was a story in the butcher's market, which was in Shalim, which right now the Gemara thinks is a Rishus Ram. So this person was standing in Rishus Ram, and that this person that was standing in Rishus Ram would lean over and take the key, which was in Rishus Yachid, and lock the door, and then place the key in Rishus Yachid. So you see, we weren't guys over there, and even though the person was standing in Rishus Ram and leaning over to Rishus Yachid, and Rabbi shook Shal it wasn't a shook of butchers, it was actually an area where they used to sell wool. The Gemara said, Rabbanan, Amr Rameh Rishus Ram, Lechari Rameh was talking about going from Rishus Yachid to Rishus Ram, or Rishus Ram to Rishus Yachid, or Mahadra Inu Kamath, and they give a story about a Kamath, Yushlaim is not a Rishus Ram, Yushlaim is actually a Kamath, Amr Rabbanan, this we learned early in the Masechta, Amr Rabbanan, Amr Rabbanan, Yushlaim, the Mali Dasasem, the Nalz Belayla, Ayyavrilem, Rishus Ram, real Yushlaim should be Rishus Ram, except that they had doorways that locked up at night, and therefore it was not a Rishus Ram anymore, it was considered a Kamath. So my Papa can't claim when Rabbi Yechon said Yerushalayim is not a Rishus Ram, that was before it would breach. But now, after the Chorim Abayis, when Yerushalayim was breached, at that point, of course, Yerushalayim has a din of a Rishus Ram, and that's why the Rabbanon of Amishnah are bringing this as a riot against Rameh to show that the person was standing in Yerushalayim, which was a Rishus Ram at that point, and going and carrying something in Rishus Yachid, and we weren't Geyser. But Rava Amasefa, son of Sharigina, actually Rameh was not only a person standing in Rishus Ram and leaning over into Rishus Yachid, he would say the same thing that with Goyza, even on a person that's standing in a Kamalist, like the opening into a Gina, which is a large field, which is a Kamalist, that the din would be that you can't stand there and actually lean over into Rishus Yachid. We would say the same there, Lefir Amea, and that the Chacham are responding that we had the Maisi Yushlaim, which is also a Kamalist, and we saw over there it's Mutter. So let's see that inside. Safe our son, Shari Gina, but come and this is what we meant to say. Rameya actually has a third din in the Mishnah. Not only did he get Rishis Ram to Rishis Yachid, Rishis Yachid to Rishis Ram, he also said, you now stand in Rishis Yachid and actually go and lean over and carry something in the Kamalist, or stand in the Kamalist and lean over in Rishis Yachid, and that's Rameya's din, and we turn to Kup Aleph Amid Beis, in the case where you're standing in the Gina, which is a Kamalist, you make a Mechitza, which is 10 Tvachim high, then you're standing in Rishis Yachid, it won't be a problem, Div Rameya. On that, and the Chacham therefore bring a raya that at least you Rameyah should agree with us that Benigayah Tzir where there's a Kamalist then you could actually go and lean from a Kamalist into a Shus Yachid or from a Shus Yachid into a Kamalist and there's no need to build this wall that's 10 Tvachim high Rabbi Yaisi Shuk Shaltamar Rabbi Yaisi once again states as he said at the end of the Mishnah that the story wasn't with 
the butcher's market, but rather it was a marketplace that sold wool. And we continue with the Gemara that discusses the machlekes between Rambei and the Chacham. Tanur we learned Pischei Shariginu Bezman Sheishlam Beishar. So we're going to be talking about four dinim b'degeya Beishar. What are we referring to? There's an opening of a gateway to a garden which leads from the garden, which is a Carmelis because there's a large area to a Rishus Ram, and in between there's a gate. Now this gate or this doorway had a lock and in those days the locks were large boxes basically like a lock box that were 10 tfachim high off the ground and they were 4 by 4 tfachim the box itself which was the lock mechanism was a very large item and that itself is considered a Rishasu in addition in those days between a garden which is private property and a Rishasu they would have some sort of a watch house or a guard house which was called a Beishar and that house was also considered Rishasu and therefore the Gemara said if that Beishar which is is inside by the Gina area, then when you're in the guardhouse or in that house, which is Rishasyachin, and the lock itself is Rishasyachin, a person that's standing in the gatehouse could go and take a key and open up the door because he's actually carrying from Rishasyachin, which is the gatehouse, and he's opening up a lock, and the lock itself is Rishasyachin. So, of course, there's no problem of carrying from Rishasyachin to Rishasyachin. And the second thing of the price is if this gatehouse is outside, which means it's at the entrance to the Rosh Hashanah, and therefore it's within the Rosh Hashanah, but this gatehouse again is considered Rosh Hashanah, and therefore I can open and lock the door and use a key in that area because I'm going from Rosh Hashanah to the actual lock and that locking mechanism as we said in Rosh Hashanah, and therefore there's no problem carrying from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah, even though the actual Beishar is in Rosh Hashanah, but that's irrelevant it's its own area, and it's its own Rosh Hashanah. If it's on both sides, you have a gatehouse on the side of Rosh Hashanah and on the side of the Kamalas and on the side of the garden, then there's a din that you can open and close no matter where you are. Either you're inside the gatehouse in the Kamalas or you're inside the gatehouse in the Rosh Hashanah. It doesn't make a difference. You're still in Rosh Hashanah no matter what. And opening the doorway is not a problem because the key in the lock is not doing any Akira on anywhere but a Rosh Hashanah. And of course, carrying from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah is fine. And the fourth scenario is if there's no gatehouse at all over here. And in this case, all you have is a Rosh Hashanah that goes directly through a gate into a Gina, which is a Kamas. Then, Lefriya you can't open the lock at all. And the Pshat is, since the lockbox is actually a Rosh Hashanah, and therefore, the person that's standing in the Kamas or in the Rosh Hashanah is actually being metalled something that's in the Rosh Hashanah. And even, for example, the key is on the actual lockbox. And therefore, I'm not actually taking something from a Kamas, for example, the key, and bringing into Rosh Hashanah into the lock itself. Or from Rosh Hashanah into Rosh Hashanah because everything that you need to open the lock is actually in Rosh Hashanah but Ramea is the sheet that was Geza that you can't stand not in Rosh Hashanah or in the Gina which is a Kamas and use lock which is Rosh Hashanah because he is Geza Shittasai that way you're worried you might carry the key back toward where you're standing either to the Rosh Hashanah or to the Kamas now, although we said the Metzius of a lock by a Beishar was that it was a Rosh Hashanah because it was 10 Tfachim high and it was 4 by 4 Tfachim. However, by Chanuya, it's by stores, that's not the case. The locks had different dimensions. Either it was 4 by 4 and it was above 10 Tfachim. And then, of course, it would have a din of Rosh Hashanah. And sometimes it was lower than 10 Tfachim. And then it would have a din of a Kamos because it was still 4 by 4. So the Gemara starts as follows. V'chein Chanuya is also by stores. That to open into Rosh Hashanah, if the lock is actually lower than 10 tfachim and therefore it's a kamos 
Maybe Mavteach Me'erev Shabbos, you could bring the key from Erev Shabbos, Menicha Ba'eskufa, and place it on the threshold, which is also a kamos, and Lamacha Pesach Ve'ner, Machzila Eskufa, the next day on Shabbos itself, you can take the key, and you can open and close the lock, which is on the Chinuyas, on the store itself, and you can place it back onto the Kamos, onto the threshold. Now Rashi points out, as the Gemara will explain later, L'chayr over here, if you're standing in the Rosh Hashanah, and you're actually trying to open something, and that lock is considered a kamos, then how can you say that you're allowed to carry something in a kamos, even though you're not moving it outside of Shisram, Rameh is the one that was said, Lefishitas Ravan Amin Aleph, that you're not allowed to go and do that because we have a xeri that maybe you'll bring it towards you and you're standing in Shisram and you'll be over on taking something from a kamos to a Shisram. Of course, that's only Ravan, but still Rameh is such a xeri, but you see that Rameh was crazy from Sujashita based on this b'risa. Now, although we just explained this Gemara based on Rashi and parenthesis, which seems to be saying Rameh was crazy from this Gemara, however, some learned that this Gemara actually meant that the person goes and stands on the skufa itself. So he's standing on a kamas, and then he takes the maftech, which is also on the skufa, which is a kamas, and he moves it into a lock, which is also a kamas, and therefore he never moved out of a kamas. And of course, this doesn't prove anything about the Shitz Rameah. The only proof about the Shitz Rameah is actually from the next case, which is the last case of Rameah, and the Brisa continues with his mansham and all the Milam Asara. If the lock is actually above ten tfachim, and therefore it's a Rishus Yachid, then maybe maftech me'er Shabbos. You have to bring your key on Erev Shabbos, and you place it on top of the lock mechanism, and therefore it's on Erev Shabbos, and then the next day, you have to open it and lock it, and then you can place it back on top of the lock. Rameya says this. Now, in this case, there's no way to explain it, because even if he's going to stand on the threshold, and that's a Kamalist, he's still going to go and lean from a Kamalist to the Rosh Hashanah, which is the locking mechanism, and actually be carrying something in that area. Rameya, before, he said that should be also, and over here in this price, he said you could do that. See, so see, first, the Ramea was chayzer from his original shita, and the Gemara continues with shita chacham vechacham. Even if the locking mechanism is above ten tefachim, which generally we consider a shusiyachin, maybe mafteach meir shabbos, you could still bring the key of erev shabbos and you could place it with that skufa, which, like we said, is a kamos. And the next day on shabbos, pesach v'nel, you could take the key and open and lock the lock, and then place it back on the skufa, which is a kamos. And even though the locking mechanism lechayra is rishus and the Gemara will ask how you're allowed to do that. Or you could place the key back on a windowsill that's less than 4 by 4 tfachim because that's a makam tor. And the Gemara continues, if the windowsill would actually be 4 by 4 tfachim, then it would not be considered a makam tor, and therefore it's also, you're going from the threshold, which is a kamos, to windowsill, which is a yachim, and therefore that would be also. By the fact we speak about a chanuyas over here, and we're comparing it to the first case of the Gina, which is a Kamalist, then it must be that just like the Gina was a Kamalist, the Eskufa is also a Kamalist, and the Gemara goes, continues, What is the size of this lock? If the lock itself is not Fort Fachim by Fort Fachim, then Makam then it's a Makam And if that's the case, then why should I may say that it's us to move the key from the threshold to the lock? All you're doing is moving something from a Kamalist to a lock, which is a Makam And if the lock actually is 4 by 4 and it's above 10 Fachim, which is a we just repeated the words of the Rabbanon, but basically Rabbanon said it's mutter to go and carry from the threshold and use that key in order to open the lock, but the threshold is a commas. The lock itself, we just said, is four by four and it's over ten tvachim and therefore the lock is Rosh Hashanah and you're going and carrying from a commas to Rosh Hashanah. Of course you can't do that. 
Of course, we're talking about a case where it is not four by four, and therefore it's a makom torah. However, it's possible to carve out in that area of the door and still complete it and get it to an area that's four by four, and therefore it goes back to the stand machlekes of Ramei and the Chacham. Ramei is l'shitas that he holds that you carve something out and you make it considered like it's actually carved out to complete a four by four area, and therefore the Ramei it's considered l'shitas yachin. And of course, once locking mechanism is l'shitas yachin, you can't go carry from the caramels, which is the eskufa, into the lock, which is a l'shitas yachin. Hold it. We don't look at this area as more than four by four tefachim, and therefore, since it's still considered a makom torah, then that's why they say it's mutter to carry from the eskufa. You take the key from the kamlas, and you could go and put it into the locking mechanism, which is only a makom torah. And the gemara continues. We see from this brayse three things. We see we hold that you carve something out in order to get a larger share. We also see the ramei was chayzer from the issa b'negeir kamlas. He only says it's us to stand in Rishus Ram or in Rishus Yachid and lean over either into Rishus Ram or Rishus Yachid. But there's no problem of leaning from a Kamas into Rishus Ram or from a Kamas into Rishus Yachid or vice versa, as we explained in detail before. And the last thing of Vishmash Minah, Midrabbanan, we also see from Rabbanan Vin that Isil Rabdimi, that they hold of the Kantan Rabdimi, the Chasa Rabdimi, Arab Yechon, Makam Shein Bayabalaba, when there's a place which is a Makam Torah, Mutabli Rishus Ram, Mutabli Rishus Yachid, Kasimov, then either the people in Rishus Ram or the people in Rishus could go and lean their packages on that area, which is a makom tor. There's no issa. However, midrabbanon we say, don't take something from Rishus Yachid, place your package onto a makom tor, and then go into Rishus Ram and take your package from the makom tor and move it into the Rishus Ram. And you see that clearly from the midrabbanon because you can't move a key from a lock, which is a makom tor, to a windowsill that is more than four by four tefachim, and therefore it's a Rishus Yachid. Since originally it was actually on their skufa, which is a commas, and therefore you see actually more than Rabdimi said. Because Rav Dimi said you can't go and take something from Rishus Yachid, place it on the Makom Tor, and then go and take it and move it into Rishus Rabbim. That's going from an Issa to Raisa, which is a Rishus Yachid to Rishus Rabbim through a Makom Tor, even though of course it's not Issa to Raisa. But in Rabbanon we said you can't do it. But Rabbanon will be even saying even a bigger Chiddush, and they're saying you not only even take something that was originally in that Skufa, which is a Kamas, and then move it to a Makom Tor, and then to Rishus Yachid, which of course is a much greater Chiddush, because there's no semblance of an Issa to Raisa. Here because all you're ever doing is moving it from a kamas through a makam door and then to a shishyachid, and it never went from a shishyachid to a shishram or vice versa, and we will stop over here.